Welcome to the Balanced Self Podcast. This podcast is a part of MSB Coach. With this podcast, we intend to connect with a variety of leaders and individuals as we explore creating a balanced life and identifying one's unique center both personally and professionally. Thank you for joining us today as we learn and grow. The COVID-19 pandemic has been a game changer in the world of work. The effects of pandemic hangover as leaders and individuals have changed dramatically both in our personal and our professional lives. The simple fact is, most of us have simply run out of steam. In today's episode, guests Bruno DiPaolo and CEO and President of MSB Coach Michelle Braden will discuss ways to manage pandemic hangover and discuss how leaders and individuals identify in their changing environments. We would like to welcome our guest today, uh, Bruno DePaula, who is joining us from the UK. And we would also like to welcome our president and CEO of MSB Coach, Michelle Braden, as always. Hello, Barbara. Lovely to be here. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Bruno. Great to be with all of you. It's a beautiful day here in the States. What is it looking like over there, Bruno? London is very beautiful, but really, really cold. Not surprisingly. We're going to will spring over there to you, but uh, before we get started, we want to give our listeners a little bit of information about our guest today. Bruna is one of our coaches here at MSB Coach. So Bruna is an ICF certified executive leadership and career coach who helps senior executives activate their sense of aliveness and become authentic leaders by unleashing their power to their greatest asset, which is the brain. The unique and innovative and practical neuroscience-based approach, Bruna empowers her clients to understand why the brain triggers certain behaviors and how to optimize its function. With more than 20 years of experience working in the corporate sector, Bruna has a profound understanding of the self-limiting habitual patterns experienced by smart professionals. Bruna is based in London and works with clients from all corners of the globe. And as I said, Bruna is also one of our coaches, and we're really excited to have her as part of our team as well. We want to talk a little bit about what we did in our last episode. We, we discussed boundaries and accountability and how to create healthy boundaries at home and at work and how to create clear structures for those boundaries and how upfront communication really creates a platform for healthy boundaries. Uh, we also addressed uh, how leaders can engage their teams by setting healthy a boundary of respect, just supports people to speak up, share ideas, uh, suggest creative solutions to problems without a fear of you know, being ridiculed or being embarrassed. So we really created a, a platform for people to be able to be heard and be respected. And we gave some ideas on how to take that back to your organizations. I want to go ahead and get started in our episode for today uh, about pandemic hangover, which is you know a term that we've use during these last two years that people have been like, you know, what does that really mean? Before we get started with this first question, I wanted to say that I think leaders have kind of operated um, within blurred lines over the last two years. And I think this has created a mentally tired environment for most of us at home and at work. So before we uh, before we really get into the meat of this, I wanted to see if you, either of you ladies, and I want to start with you first, Bruna, um, define the term pandemic hangover. What does that mean for you? 
Um, well, I think normally it is referred as this uh, long tail effect of COVID, predominantly from an economic perspective. Uh, but I would expand on this concept and also include this sense of languishing that emerged during the pandemic. So it's not just a business effect, but also a personal effect, which has you know, affected a lot of people, especially in terms of sleep. Lots of my clients experience huge difficulties in um, either falling asleep or waking up at night always at the same time, which is a clear sign of anxiety. So in my opinion, pandemic hangover is the yeah, long tail effect, which perhaps we were not expecting. We were just hoping that once the vaccine was uh, producing its positive effect, we would just be back as usual. Uh, it, it's clearly not. And I think what's suffering the most is yes, the economy, but also the mental health. So um, something to look up for. Yeah, thank you for that, Bruna. Well, you know, initially when I think of the word hangover, what do we all think of? We think of, you know, a big night, too much drinking, where a person has the residual effects that come from that, the consequences, so to speak, that come from that. But I actually, because I've been hearing this term, you know, of COVID hangover and looking at the origins of the word hangover actually didn't originate with alcohol. It originated at the turn of the century with unfinished business. And so thinking about that, it also then moves to when we look at it from a definition standpoint to a letdown um, of expectations that we had in place, um, often from something that has been in excess. And when you think of how we have been living as a society before COVID, um, there was a lot of excess. Um, and this just, you know, going through this pandemic has cut a lot of things to the bone, but when I think of bad habits or leftover business of what comes from a hangover, yes, to play off of what Bruna talked about, things that are happening in the economy, um, you know, we're sitting here right now at gas at the, the highest that it's ever been, um, and in, you know, something that we didn't expect, even though unfortunately we probably saw it coming, you know, the war with Ukraine and with Russia and, and how that's even affecting things. But this, this hangover has caused us to have bad habits because we had these high expectations. We even thought this time last year that we were going to see from the vaccines that, oh my gosh, we're going to be back to normal. And then before we knew it, instead of being back to normal, we were back to masks. We were, you know, a lot of people back home. Um, we were back to not being able to go out again, not to travel as much again and all the different variations. And so just about the time we think we're going to wake up feeling well, using the metaphor of a hangover, we wake up and we get another blow. Um, and so this has created some bad behaviors. Um, for some people, it's food and alcohol. For other people, it's overworking. For some people, it's underworking. For some people, it's being very sedentary. Um, space in relationships, how we've atrophied in our social interactions. And I just think there's, we could talk, there's so much around that are tied into this hangover, but even more importantly is for each person to identify what does it mean to you and how is it impacting and how is it affecting you? And then for leaders, how is it affecting not only you personally, how is it affecting your team? How is it affecting your organization? You know, we're also we're also facing the challenges of living and working and raising families all in the same space. But also a part of that, too, is just thinking about the hangover part of that food prices have gone up. Things as we know it have have, you know, been inflated as you know, we're talking about the gas prices. You know, eggs aren't as cheap as they used to be. You know, it's just 
things that are piling on top of things on top of things. Bruna, did you have anything else to add to that? Oh, I would just say, of course, I agree with everything Michelle said. And then I think it's really time now to move on and understand what it means, this hangover, and really find solutions. So maybe we can look at some new trends or uh, suggestions or ideas or what clients have put in place uh, to get out of this personal pandemic hangover. It's really time for solutions now. And that actually segues me into my next question. Uh, What are some trends impacting the future of work? Well, definitely um, a massive use of technology way more than before and at any level has made a huge impact. So it can make um, the globalization more affordable, uh, especially for not so young people anymore, because now they've been forced uh, at a faster pace to embrace technology. So that definitely will have an impact because we'll make uh, more affordable for everyone to work at a global level. So definitely the use of technology Technology in conjunction with globalization are going to impact the future. On a more positive side, more personal side, I would say that there will be, there must be an increase in investment in uh, <clears throat> enhancing emotional intelligence. This is a must because here we're talking basically about the impact of uh, the pandemic on um, mental health. There was already, luckily, a lot of talking about mental health. But now, again, we need solutions. So I hope to see more investment in um, terms of leadership to help leaders truly understand what's going on in the person on the other side so that they can communicate more effectively and more empathetically. I think the corporate world has already understood that emotional intelligence is key uh, for success. Uh, It's time now to turn it into practice and to manifest what we thought with, with practical, concrete solutions. Yeah, and I would agree with you, Bruna, that it is time to move on. I think there is a time to recognize these things are real. Um, And then we say, okay, and what are we going to do about it? I think, you know, just in defining that word hangover is about just something that just keeps going. And then what? Because the, the solutions are not what we thought they were. You know, I've been doing a lot of work just because I'm curious around it in this metaverse. Um, and what we're seeing as, you know, somewhat altered realities where people are working from home, but working in workspaces um, that are virtual and not just through Zoom. Um, so adding that to the technology that we're seeing, the hybrid workspace, you know, as far as you asked, what are some of the, you know, potential solutions or future trends? Um, so I think we're going to see more and more of these hybrid workplaces, as Bruno was saying that we now, which we could have done this all along, but our minds weren't as open to it. So COVID has opened our mind to a whole different level of creativity of what can we do and how can we work? Because we really can work in different ways. We've just got to learn how to do it. Um, And we can recruit from anywhere now. Um, We're not seeing, you know, the the brick and mortar as we did before, um, less of these physical spaces. Um, You know, I know there's some some tips and things that we're going to talk about here in a minute on how we make these things work so that they are more effective. But those are some of the things that I'm seeing as trends um, that are coming in our future. You know, a lot of our, like our retailers have really reinvented how we shop now. We don't, we can go to curbside and pick up our groceries. We don't have to go in the store. We can order online. When the pandemic first started, I was really pleased with the fact that I could walk in there and I had someone meet me at the door with my groceries and it was just a well-oiled machine. They now have places you can go outside of your home office to rent an office space to go and work. And I think that's kind of a cool concept because it gives you a little bit of balance and it and it really 
it really impacts how you're going to work in the future because now we're not really working inside of an office building. We're not walking down the hall and going to a conference room. We have virtual conference rooms. We have places that we get away from our home. So I think our balance is really starting to even out. I think which, you know, really leads us to our, our next question, which is around what are the tips that we do to avoid this, you know, of, of this pandemic hangover. And it makes me think of going back to, you know, I think of the book, The Power of Habit. And many of us even unintentionally have created some habits during this time frame that don't work from the work and the professional standpoint. So what do we do to recognize those and then begin to break those so that we can have a more success moving forward? Um, and I, I think there's been so much that has been opened up to us as possibilities. You know, I use the term butt in chair. I had so many clients I worked with that were butt in chair clients. Like everybody had to be in their office and, and or in their cubicle working in order to be successful. And we've learned that is just not true. Um, which I am so grateful for the shattering of that. I hate that it took something so drastic to shatter it, but you're right. What do we do now with this moving forward? And I think from the innovation standpoint, this isn't new information. I think people have known this, but knowing something and applying it are two different things. So it's like people who know to eat healthy, but they don't make the right choices. So knowing to be intentional in these relationships, knowing to connect when we're in this hybrid environment, recognizing the people who are working virtually need that interaction and connection with us outside of the meetings, just as much as those that we pass in the hallway. I think of co-creating together. So instead of a leader just sitting there, you know, trying to figure out the solutions, work with your team, come up with solutions together. How do we move forward together um, to solve the, the challenges that we have faced, because people are going to be a whole lot more bought into something when they're a part of co-creating that. Um, I think there's opportunities of that recognizing during this hangover time, some skills have atrophied. What do we need to do to re reinforce and redevelop those skills? You know, we think about um, a pilot in those flight simulators, you know, they have to get in those to keep their, their skills sharp. What have we done to keep especially the soft skills sharp um, with our people? And so, you know, how are we intentional to recognize what is needed, budget it, plan for it, co-create things moving together? So those are some things I think are solutions for us moving forward. Oh, I definitely marry my, Michelle's idea of the co-creation, so collaborating uh, organization with uh, individuals to find better solution to move forward. I would say that this is, again, a huge opportunity for growth. So the number one thing we should focus on is self-awareness. But um, I'm referring here to self-awareness before the pandemic and after the, the pandemic. So there's an exercise that I ask my clients often to do, and it's to specifically focus on uh, compared to the belief that I had before the pandemic, what is possible now that I didn't think it was possible at that time? So this is something that leaders and organization could do as well. Um, before, we didn't know many of the things that we know now. For example, that we are extremely resilient. But now it's really undeniable. But when, when we got the news at the beginning that we, we were going to stay stuck in the house uh, without going out, without hugging our friends and relatives, it really felt so bad that some people went a little bit crazy because they didn't know how they could cope with that, but they did. So the fact that they thought, I can't stay alone at home uh, all day, created some limitation. Now, because we proved that this is uh, doable, what are the limitations that we keep bringing with us, but simply because we haven't reflected on them and that we can uh, break free from 
So one example, again, talking about working from home is how many people and many of my clients who wanted to change career have considered starting their own business or going freelancing, which is huge right now, but they didn't because they were scared of working on their own all day. Now that they proved that they can do it, you need to go back to, to that belief and change it because otherwise you keep carrying it on as a habit, as Michelle said, and you might keep you know, limiting your life and your potential right now it's, it's not needed. So um, a great tip here, I think, for organization as well is, what did we believe at that time? In what way it was limiting us at that time and in what way it keeps limiting us today so we can remove them and together co-create better opportunities based on what we've learned? I don't know about anybody else, but I feel hope in both of your messages. Um, and I think that we need to continue to encourage each other to support each other and continue with the mind growth and know that our capabilities are not limited. We are, we have, you're right, Bruno, we have proved that we're resilient and that we can just about create anything. We've, we've created things that we didn't think that we were capable of. We've done things that we didn't think that we could do throughout these last couple of years. So what are you most learning right now through your experiences? Exactly what we just said, Barbara. Um, I'm realizing, I'm learning that I can do way more than I thought it was possible, but only if I focus on the limiting beliefs that were in place before and what I'm carrying out right now. So when I focus on that, I really, truly feel limitless because through evidence, I proved myself I'm really capable of doing the things that were scaring me so much to the point that I look back and I, and I wonder, why was I so scared? So this is a huge lesson for me. I, I promise I'll, I'll bring it on for the, for the rest of my life, really. So at least I can say that the pandemic had a, a huge positive impact on me as well. It's interesting. I had, had jotted down when we had talked about this question. One of the, the things for me has been you know, openness openness to new possibilities, which another way is, is rephrasing that of, of moving from those limited beliefs. You know, I think also just really learning and it's, it's, it's one thing to intellectually know things. It's another thing to live in through that experience. And so knowing intellectually through crisis, leadership, strong leadership emerges um, also through crisis, innovation, creativity, solutions emerge um, and there are going to be plenty who are going to shut down and lock up. And there's also going to be those who will rise to the occasion. And so being in that place of choosing, being intentional to be a creator of my own future um, and help my coach, the people I work with, my coaches to be creators of their future um, of what is going to be next. You know, that I hate to use the phrase, but, you know, the rising from the ashes, what, what do we do? Because that's where the greatness occurs. And so I think living that in reality rather than in theory um, has been a big learning experience for myself as well. It's been so surreal because I don't think that any of us thought that this was going to last. And as you said that earlier, Michelle, and I think you've touched on it too, Bruna, I don't think any of us thought this was going to last this long. And in one way, I'm kind of happy that it has because otherwise we wouldn't know what type of superheroes we really are, right? So we can give ourselves a hand for that. Thank you so much, Barbara. It's been a great pleasure. And thank you, Michelle. Lovely to work and see you again. Yes, you too, Bruna. Thanks for joining us, Barbara. Thanks as always for hosting. Look forward to talking to you all again soon here on Balance Self Podcast. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. 
We would love to hear your feedback and your takeaways. If you would like more information on this episode, you can email us at podcast at msbcoach.com or connect with us on social media at msbcoach. We hope you have learned something to help center yourself both personally and professionally. And please share this podcast with anyone who is looking to find more balance.